0: Hello and welcome to this podcast, this edition of the podcast of The Red-Headed Preacher. This week, St. Peter's United Church of Christ in Skokie is celebrating its 153rd anniversary in the midst of what we're all going through <clears throat> with the pandemic and the things that have happened because of that, like so much unemployment. And so the message will touch on these, the scriptures, are read by Annie Nortz, and they are from Joshua and the Gospel According to Matthew. The sermon title is, Keep Calm and Seek the Kingdom. Thank you for tuning in, and here we go, starting with our scripture readings.
1: The first reading is Joshua chapter 24, verses one 14 and 15, then 24 through 28. This tells the short version of the story of the making of the covenant between God and the Israelites at the start of their freedom in the promised land. When they leave this point, the tribes of Israel, now having taken much of the land, will go off to their specific regions to live. Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges, and the officers of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. After going over their history with God, which has brought them to this moment, about to go to their new tribal lands in Canaan, Joshua said, Now therefore revere the Lord, and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your ancestors served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. Now, if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served in the region beyond the rivers, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. The people said to Joshua, the Lord our God we will serve and him we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and made statutes and ordinances for them at Shechem. Joshua wrote these words in the Book of the Law of God, and he took a large stone and set it up under the oak in the sanctuary of the Lord. Joshua said to the people, see, this stone shall be a witness against us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord that he spoke to us. Therefore, it shall be a witness against you if you deal falsely with your God. So Joshua sent the people away to their inheritances. This ends the reading from Joshua. Our second reading is our final one and the gospel passage for today. We return to Matthew this morning. Once again, a lesson chosen for our church's anniversary. We have chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, part of the Sermon on the Mount. It's easy to see how this teaching is good at any point in time. Jesus said, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? Or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Here ends the reading from Matthew and Joshua for this morning's service. Thanks be to God for this, the word of the God of life, for the life of the people of God. Our worship continues with a musical meditation by our music director, Ben Westphal.
0: Keep calm and fill in the blank. I trust a lot of you have seen, either in person or on Facebook or elsewhere, customized or basic, keep calm and t-shirts, or memes. The most basic is the original Keep Calm and Carry On. That's the original Keep Calm phrase. Keep Calm and Carry On was created for a motivational poster produced by the British government in 1939 in preparation for World War II. It was developed to raise the morale of the British public who were threatened with widely predicted mass air attacks on major cities. The posters, few of which were posted for some reason, most were mothballed, were calling for persistence in the face of challenge, as someone put it. So I've seen keep calm and drink your beer, keep calm and wash your hands, keep calm and praise the Lord, keep calm and love your cat, and keep calm and watch Disney movies. There are loads more, and you can customize your own and have your own t-shirt with that phrase. But going back to the original plan to promote a persistent, dogged, and, well, calm ethos, we are not in a world war. But we are in a global pandemic and global economic downturn. We're at an unemployment level between 10 and 20 percent in our country, and Europe is between 7 and 8 percent. Some of you worshiping with us may be among those who lost their jobs. In countries where poverty is already where the majority of their population lives, it's become even more crushing. The pandemic and our efforts to prevent its spread, to treat its patients, to assist the unemployed because of it, and to readjust of how we live and work has lots of folks on edge in more ways than one. Keep calm and carry on sounds like a nice salve, even if there are times when keeping calm implies doing nothing. And if we want justice in any of these areas, or all of these areas, placidly doing nothing or saying nothing is cooperating with the injustices which are going on. So, here we are, facing illness of epic and uncertain proportions, losing income, perhaps, benefits, and very possibly mental health, wearing masks, and in some cases overworking, St. Peter's United Church of Christ Church, 153 years old. And what do our scriptures say? Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What will we eat? So, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. We hear Jesus urge his followers to strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We heard Annie also read the exhortation of Joshua to revere the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Keep calm and strive first for the kingdom of God. The old RSV that I grew up with had seek first the kingdom of God. Keep calm, and seek first. Well, one of the things that is a byproduct of this time in our lives is a recovery of fundamentals. At least, I think so. We come back to and get grounded anew in what really matters to most of us. We have to become, or we do become, more focused on our priorities. As the saying goes, first things first. And these days, have bent us back to that. To get through this valley of shadow and out one day on another side, that means dropping extraneous stuff. Extraneous stuff. Cutting unnecessary expenses. Sharing out of less than abundance because others need more than you. Doing things ourselves that have to be done where before we paid someone else to do it professionally. Hello, brand new barbers and mask makers. We do not become meaner, though some persons do, I suppose. But we become leaner, even if our weight goes up. You know what I mean. We live with less. We focus more on what really matters, even if it's someone and something we miss. Joshua and Jesus tell us what is what that is that we come back to what really matters to those with ears to hear what the spirit is saying to the churches by grace we can keep calm and seek the kingdom it's as simple as that it's more nuanced than that both joshua and jesus were addressing people who were going into or were in a new existence Joshua spoke to the gathered leaders and tribes of Israel to hear his farewell address and to make a covenant with the Lord. Israel's independence as a tribal confederacy was about to be for real. They were going to split up and stay split up. Jesus was speaking to his disciples and others who could hear but we are hearing the gospels that was the gospel that was written a few decades after Jesus walked the earth, and those who heard it, the gospel, or read it, they knew that new life in Christ, the life of the discipleship, had begun. But it was new. Well, are you and I not in a new kind of existence? Some say that even when the pandemic has passed for good. Life will not revert to what we now call normalcy, and I know that normalcy is not all good. So what those two men had to say to people of faith, on the cusp of a new life, to a people of faith getting back in touch with priorities and basics, can help you and me. They can help you and me with our celebrating St. Peter's anniversary, with our priorities, and with the gift of keeping calm while striving first for the realm of God. And here's one way their words help us, thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, not the holiday, but the spirit of gratitude towards God that shows itself in giving thanks in various ways. At St. Peter's, we mark our anniversary by thanking God for all God has done for us over the past 15 plus decades. In a normal anniversary sermon, I get into specifics of that history of blessing. During the pandemic, when most of us cut back on things, we are also grateful for what we have had and what we still have, including the everlasting presence of God in trial and rejoicing. Lo, I am with you to the end of the age, Jesus promised the risen Lord. We are grateful looking back for the times we got to go out to eat, go to a movie, have friends over for dinner, gather in person live for Sunday school and Sunday morning worship. Joshua agrees with this approach for entering a new existence. When reading from Joshua, Annie had a brief explanatory sentence to get us from verse one to verse 14. She said, After going over their history with God, which has brought them to this moment, that history with God was the story of God liberating them from slavery in Egypt, entering into covenants with them and giving them the law at Sinai, and God saving their butts from enemies, from thirst and starvation for 40 years of desert wandering. Joshua reminds them of how great God has been to them, and they are to take that with them into their new existence. Jesus points his listeners to how God has taken care of the birds and the lilies, and by implication, how God has met their needs in the past as well. Jesus' words against worry are not coming from nowhere. He prods them to reflection on the past and then present as a compass of hope for the future, for the new existence they now have with Him. The attitude of gratitude for all God's blessings is a big factor in helping you and me keep calm. Even if the worst of hardships has crumpled the life you've known, God, who has blessed you in innumerable ways in the past, has not clocked out on vacay for the pandemic. Another part of keeping calm and seeking God's realm while being in this new life, as Christians and as people right now, is letting go. We know that we've had things We've had to let go already of lots of stuff we've been accustomed to, including things we've just given thanks for. Some will come back and some may not. But to go forward faithfully, serving God with us in our households, both Joshua and Jesus address letting go. Nobody says it's easy. Let me say that again. No one says it's easy. Think of someone you know who is in recovery from addiction if you know someone who's in recovery from addiction to stay in recovery to get clean and or sober obviously he or she had to quit drinking or quit their drugs gambling or pornography but it's not a white knuckling recovery that's not really recovery if you talk to long-term not long-time clean and sober folks recovery involves and here's where some of that nuance comes in Recovery involves cleaning house inside yourselves after deep dives there, discover the fears, resentments, the unrecognized self-centeredness, and sometimes esteem issues that led to the addictive behavior manifesting itself and then getting hooked long-term. Recovery folks have to give up more than their gambling, their Coke, their pot, their porn or vodka. There are things inside that have to be faced up to and worked on to let them, let go of them as much as people and a higher power can. It does bring calm, that letting go. So Joshua told his followers to give up the false gods that their ancestors worshipped in Egypt, which, almost like an addict, they clung to for decades, at least some of them did despite all those blessings from God they took with them from Egypt all the way to to the river Jordan you can follow those gods, Joshua said, but they did not bring you to this glorious point in time the Lord God did leave them behind if you want to get serious about serving God in this new existence you're embarking on let go Jesus' teaching was to name our anxieties, our fears, and worries, and set them down also. As God has taken broad, providential, historic care of birds and lilies, the flowers, so God will and has taken broad, providential care for you, who are worth so much more than they. The comparison cannot be forgotten. Let go, yes, and here it comes, and let God place God in the kingdom values of compassion, integrity, peace, holiness, justice, service, and generosity first, which is seeking first the kingdom. And the things that you need, God will take care of one way or another in God's time. We do not need to pray fearfully or hard and anxiously like the Gentiles who thought they had to impress their deities with their prayers to have hope of answered prayers. See how hard I'm praying. See with what long prayers I'm giving you with all these great words. We get to believe in the love of God in Christ who does not want us coming to God in a kind of prayer righteousness. We have access to God through grace. Not through fear or worked up prayers. So even our praying to be free from anxiety. Because it's not going that's not going to impress God, then we can come to God as a gift itself. And we celebrate that. And so does God. <sighs> don't be anxious, don't worry. So remember to breathe. I was undergoing a test. And I'd forgotten to breathe. It was a physical test. It was a biopsy. And until the assisting nurse said, breathe, I had forgotten. And I breathed, and I relaxed. Keep a broader picture in mind. Perspective. A perspective which trusts and loves the God who loves us enough to send and raise up Jesus leave our stuff when it gets in the way leave it behind we need help doing this we need help doing this that's where Holy Spirit comes in and that's also where the church community is meant to help us through support and prayer keep calm and seek the kingdom yeah not easier said than done but it can be done leave negative old dynamics at the border so we do not carry them into the new existence of today and post-COVID-19. We need help. Yeah, I said that. We need help. Ask for it. Ask God for it. Ask others you can trust for it. Be the one also who offers prayers and other kinds of help. We are not meant to be rugged Christian individualists or Lone Ranger believers. With our baggage reduced or weakened, on the road to its great diminishment or elimination, you and I and the church can more easily enter and calmly stay in the new life as followers of Jesus and as St. Peter's, UCC, in Scope. Keep calm and give thanks. Keep calm and try to let go of worry, trusting God. Overly worrying, really, is the sense of the Greek. Well, what things might obstruct St. Peter's from crossing into a more faithful new life and beyond this disease and its crippling setbacks? Are there habits to break? Misperceptions to clear up? Resentments to get past? Priorities to reclaim? New focus toward the values of the realm of God, for we have a new year upon us to strive first for the kingdom of God. One of the values, in closing, one of the values of God's realm that we can keep calm and seek is justice. In Chicago, during the pandemic, we've heard about injustices within the healthcare system in in impoverished neighborhoods. It's not news but the pandemic lifted it up before all our eyes. We've heard also about the lack of equal access to computers and the internet for e-learning for students who live in poorer neighborhoods. Heck, I remember Al Gore talking about that 20 years ago as a candidate. These are but two areas of injustice which kingdom people can learn how they can be a voice for the voiceless and hands up for those in need. Of being lifted up. It's not always calming work. But because we trust God. Who raised our Savior from the dead. Who never abandons us. Who then with this trust. In this love and power. Our faith and our hope. Can firm up our calmness. As we course toward. And seek first the realm of God while moving through and to new times as resurrection people of Jesus Christ. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this past uh, message and the scriptures for our service for May 3rd, 2020. God bless you for listening, and God bless your week. Thanks again. Bye.